0: True Gay Crime contains coarse language, adult themes, and content that is violent and disturbing. If at any time you feel you need help, please refer to the toll-free crisis lines in the show notes. Welcome to another episode of True Gay Crime, Just the Tip. True crime in half the time. I'm your host, Patrick Morano. And on today's episode, we are going to cover Armin Muez, aka the Rottenberg Cannibal. Heads up, this one gets a little gory and a little graphic. Since this is just the tip, let's get right in. In 2002, Armin Miwes sits across from police and says, quote, My friend enjoyed dying. Death. I only waited horrified for the end after doing the deed. It took so terribly long. But who is this man who refers to his own victim as his friend? For that, we go back. Armin Meiwes is born December 1, 1961 in the German town of Kassel, the youngest of three boys. His two older half-brothers are from his father's previous relationship, and when Armin is eight, his mostly disinterested father leaves the family, never to contact them again. Lacking a father figure, Meiwes invents a brother to keep him company called Frankie, whom he shares his interest in cannibalism. Raised by his controlling mother, who never left his side for an instant, his childhood is lonely and he's saddened by the fact his family has fallen apart. At 12 years old, Muez is fantasizing about eating his friends so that they can stay with him forever and be a part of him. In 1999, his mother dies and leaves him the family mansion in Amstetten. He's alone for the first time in his life and away from his controlling and overbearing mother, He builds a shrine to her in the house, complete with mannequin that he would lay on his pillow at night. Without his mother looking over his shoulder, Miwez starts watching torture porn, and it's through these sites that he first finds a chat room about cannibalism. But while he's whacking off to torture porn and busy laying his mother's mannequin down to sleep at night, to the neighbors, Miwez is a pleasure to know. He's a hard-working man with a good job. He mows his neighbor's lawns. He helps repair their cars, and he even hosts dinner parties. Oh God, the cannibal is hosting dinner parties? But in 2000, while online, Muez posts a message on a site called The Cannibal Cafe, a defunct forum for people with a cannibalism fetish, saying, I am looking for a young, well-built man, aged 18 to 30, to slaughter and consume. Several guys respond, a guy named Borg Jose volunteers, they set a date, he shows up at the Muez mansion, and while laying down on the table getting ready to be butchered, he complains of feeling ill and asks to leave. Muez lets him go. The second person to respond seriously was burned Jurgen Armando Brandes, a 43-year-old bisexual engineer who was into mutilation in the homosexual prostitution scene. He writes to Muez on Valentine's Day 2001, saying, You can eat me. They exchange emails discussing the best ways to be eaten and how to use the body afterwards. Brandes even suggests using his skull as an ashtray. The big day arrives, and on March 9, 2001, Brandis shows up at Muez's mansion outside Rottenburg. Muez leads Brandis down to the specially constructed room designed for mutilation, dismemberment, and murder. The men have sex. Then Brandis gets into a bathtub and swallows 20 sleeping pills and a bottle of cough syrup, painkillers, and alcohol causing an extreme slowed breathing and extreme tiredness. Then they start recording the video. Brandis wants Muez to bite off his penis, which he tries to do unsuccessfully. So he grabs a knife and starts sawing at the penis. But the knife is too dull. So he grabs a sharper one and slices the penis from Brandis' body. Brandis wants to eat his own penis. So a piece is cut off and he puts it raw in his mouth, but it's too chewy. Mua suggests they saute it in a pan first. So he takes the penis, puts it in a pan with some of Brandis's fat, salt, pepper, wine, and garlic. But he burns the flesh, making it inedible, so he chops it up in little pieces and feeds it to his dog. Brandis was losing a ton of blood by this time, and was very weak. Muis turns on the faucets in the bath and leaves him there to bleed out. It takes four hours while Brandis is bleeding in and out of consciousness, and Mewis is reading a Star Trek novel in the other room. Finally, he feels bad for the guy, kisses him on the forehead, and stabs him in throat to end his suffering. The entire process, from the penis amputation to the death, is all recorded on videotape. Muez hoists the body out of the bathtub and hangs it on a meat hook to dismember the body. He cuts off pieces to put in his freezer and grinds the bones into flour. And over the next 10 months, he eats 40 pounds of Brandis's meat. By November 2002, Muez was almost out of Brandis's flesh, and so he goes online looking for more. He posts a new message looking for a victim that is seen by an Austrian student who reports it to the police. On December 11, 2002, police raid the Muez mansion. They find 15 pounds of Brandis' flesh under pizza boxes in the freezer and the videotape of the entire murder. Muez confesses immediately. I mean, duh. And it takes police seven months to put together their case, finding emails and thousands of images of torture and porn on his computer. On July 17, 2002, he's charged with murder. During the trial, Mewis' father tells the court he was a well-behaved little boy, but he was obsessed with the Hansel and Gretel story, especially fattening up the kids to eat them. At the trial, 19 minutes of the video showing key moments of the crime was shown to the court, but only after reporters and the public were removed. Even so, some people needed therapy after witnessing the video of the cannibalistic acts. Then, on January 30th, 2004, Muez is convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years and six months in prison. Why six months? That seems random. Eight. Make it nine years or eight years. Why six months? The case gets a lot of media attention over a debate over whether Muez should be convicted at all since Brandes had volunteered to take part in the cannibalism and knew full well his fate. Also a problem was that German lawyers realized that cannibalism is actually legal in Germany and subsequently had to charge Muez with murder for the purpose of sexual pleasure and with disturbing the peace of the dead. A year later, in April 2005, a retrial is ordered. At prosecutors appeal that the sentence is too lenient. They argue that Muez should have been convicted for murder, not manslaughter, and be given life. The retrial begins January 12, 2006, where prosecutors agree that the actual reason for Brandis's killing was a way for Muez to satisfy his sexual desires. Their evidence was the video, and they argue that Brandis couldn't make his own decision under the influences of so many substances. Also at the retrial, a psychologist states that Muez could re-offend, saying he still has cannibalistic fantasies about devouring the flesh of young people. On May 10, 2006, a court in Frankfurt convicts Muez of murder and changes his eight-year sentence to life imprisonment. When speaking to a German newspaper, Muez admits to cannibalizing Brandis and expresses regret for his actions. He says he wants to write a biography with the aim of warning people against going down the road he took. Quote, they should go for treatment so it doesn't escalate like it did with me. He also believes there are about 800 cannibals in Germany today. When he gets to prison, Muez works in the prison library and joins a prisoner's political group which stands for Green Party Politics and... He is now a proud vegetarian. And so ends the graphic, cannibalistic story of the Rottenberg cannibal, Armin Mues. Okay, cannibalism, that's another level. Completely, isn't it? Not only, well, okay, no, wait, Patrick, slow down. Patrick, Patrick, back up. Let's take a step back, because we're not just talking about cannibalism. We're not talking about somebody who murdered somebody and then ate them. Right? Dahmer. We are talking about somebody who sought out somebody who was a willing participant. Brandes willingly participated in this act. He was, they were both on this cannibal website you know, hey, I'm looking for somebody to eat. Hey, I want to be eaten. Wow. What is the psychology behind that? What is going on in Brandis's head that he, well, first of all, that somebody wants to eat somebody, period, which I, I think I understand a little bit because in terms of, you know, Muez was dealing with abandonment issues as a child. And the idea of eating somebody else, I can logically wrap my head around, okay, you want to eat somebody because you want them to be a part of you forever. You want to become one with that person. That, in my logical mind, makes sense um, because, you know, you're trying to h- capture and hold on to something, you know, and and this is your way of doing it. So, okay, but, but Brandes being... The receiver being the one who's volunteering himself to be cannibalized. He wants to be eaten. So maybe on the flip side of that, it's somebody who never felt like they were part of anything, never felt involved, never felt one with anything, and just wants somebody to consume them, and in the consumption, they would feel... Part of something obviously there's a sexual aspect to this i mean they did have sex and then there is this sort of uh you know becoming one with something but it's so interesting to see it from brandis's perspective in the fact that he's the one that went online that said hey who wants to eat me because not it's not just about the eating okay there's that i love that i'm so flippant and talking about it but okay let's be real I mean this is what we're talking about right now it's not just about the being eaten because you know you're gonna die so it's it, it, there's the eating but then there's a, also there's the dying which is another part of, of the puzzle too so you have to be somebody who's willing to die and be eaten And and Brandis in this case was being eaten before he was dead which Okay, to me it makes more sense because at that point, at least you feel like, hey, you're eating me. There, God, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm trying to get into the mind of the, the cannibal. Okay, you know, if you're conscious to see somebody eating a part of you, then okay, finally I'm one with something. Okay, but at the end of the day, he also wanted to die. So he was ready to submit completely, so maybe okay, so it's the ultimate submission I'm talking myself through this you know, this was a dark one cannibalism is a is a it's a dark one, and it gets really graphic with the body parts and stuff so um okay, so it's about the submission it's it's complete and total submission to somebody else and then becoming one with them that's gonna be that's my best psycho analysis that you're going to get from me today I don't know um, on a funny note <laughs> the um, was looking for a guy between 18 and 30 and Brandis is 43 so I wonder if when Muiz got you know the message from Brandis and he's like hey I'm 43 I'm a bisexual engineer or whatever I wonder if Mewes was like ooh 43 that's a little old the meat might be a little stringy I don't know, but I guess you know beggars can't be choosers, and when you're a cannibal, if you're looking for and and uh, he's kind of a polite cannibal because he didn't kill his victim, you know, without consent, he kind of sought out somebody who was consenting, so he was kind of a well mannered cannibal, if that exists, you know, somebody who was willing to be like, hey, I want I'm a team player, and I I want you to be on the same page as me, um. And it must be hard to find somebody, obviously, who's uh, willing to go there with you. So I guess when Brandis was like, hey, I'm 43, Mewis was like, well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And again, if you enjoy this content and you would like to support me, there's a Patreon link in the show notes uh, where you can go and support this podcast. So my sources are Wikipedia, filmdaily.co, lostmediaarchive.fandom.com. And of course, the ever faithful Murderpedia.org. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of True Gay Crime, Just the Tip. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to find the True Gay Crime Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at True Gay Crime. And we'd love to hear from you. Do you have an LGBTQ crime story from your city? You can send your story to truegaycrime at gmail.com and I'll share it on a future episode of the show. Did you know you can subscribe, rate, and review True Gay Crime on Apple Podcasts? It would mean everything to me if you did, because it helps me create content you like, and it lets Apple know to share it with more people. Thank you for listening. And remember, always look behind you, lock your doors, tell someone where you're going, and look out for each other. Why can't we all just get along?